0: Welcome
1: to the Globe Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell Lewis and thank you for joining. Hope everyone is doing well out there. My guest today is Vien Chong. She is founder of VM Milano, a luxury hosiery brand. Vianne will join me to talk about how she started her business, how she saw a gap in the luxury hosiery industry and used that research in order to start a successful company. And she'll also just talk about what life is like as an entrepreneur, as well as what it's like to build a successful brand. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and today I'm joined by Vian Chong. She is founder and CEO of Vian Milano, the first luxury hosiery brand and online boutique dedicated to thigh high stockings, over the knee socks, and knee high socks, which I love, by the way. Welcome Vian to the Glow Up Girl podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get started because I definitely want to get into all things um, hosiery and VN Milano because um, it's very hard to find the right um, hosiery, you know, as far as like the right fit, the right style. So um, let's just start by you telling the audience about you and your background.
0: Well, you actually have started off or or left right? Exactly where my story begins, right? So um, I'm Vienna via Milano. I created Vienna Milano almost 10 years ago. At the time, I worked in corporate America, and I couldn't find thigh highs that would stay up on my leg. Everything were either, you know, I don't know, they were meant for costume wear, or they were just price point at $100 per pair, which didn't make it feasible, um, for me at at least to wear for work every day. Um, and then, then there's always like, Oh, well, what about pantyhose? Well, I am not someone who is six feet tall (laughs) and weighing 110 pounds. So, you know, (laughs) pantyhose or tights, they all didn't just come up to like my, like up here for me. Right. (laughs) So that's why I do love thigh high stockings so much. So anyway, with a little bit of research, um, I knew that this style of hosiery, thigh-high stockings that are elegant and stylish did exist in Europe, especially in Italy. And so, um, I, I, spent almost a year in, you know, sourcing, um, meeting different suppliers, developing a brand, and we launched Via Milano, um, in 2011. Um, yeah. So that's how my journey began, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And I, <laughs> I do
1: love that you said that tights and stockings. I mean, I thought, you know how you think that's only you? Because when you pull them up and they're, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm not that tall. I'm literally only, I'm five, four and a half. And so. Oh, you're taller than me. <laughs> Trying to like pull them up and then they just or they roll or oh, yeah. it's just not a it's just not a good like
0: feeling. It's not a good user no, customer no. experience, right? And if you like to eat like me, like the moment you eat, I don't know, a sandwich or something, it's already yeah. like, <laughs> you see, like it's like a muffin top, <laughs> Oh my god, it is already, it's already
1: rolling. Yeah. Um so what steps? Obviously, um, you said you had a job in corporate America, and but you wanted to start a business. So, what steps did you take um, to start your business?
0: That's a great question. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the steps I took were really just doing the research, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that there is a market and that there are people who are similar to me that were also looking for hosiery as well Um, so i had spent actually a good amount of time talking to people um, that wear hosiery and also visiting department stores different department stores Mm -hmm. Um, i'm from boston i live in boston Um, and so i visited a a variety of department stores in the downtown boston area um, and just to see what kind of offering they have and i took notes on the brands that they carry the sizes the colors etc and so um, that and also I did some research on, okay, who are the people who are what kind of folks wear um, hosiery or thigh high stockings in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we developed a, um, a brand of a brand positioning. Um, so the brand positioning that I had um from the very beginning is that VM Milano reveals the style and confidence of a woman who knows how to be elegant, playful, and sexy in every occasion. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we chose these words was because I knew that uh, the type of woman to wear our hosiery uh, would be someone who is stylish and who has confidence and mm-hmm. she's happy to reveal it. But more importantly, we wanted to play up the elegance of hosiery um, and yes, we know that thigh high stockings is sexy, but we also wanted to play down on that, um, sex appeal. So that's why it's like the last word we chose in our brand positioning. And lastly, we wanted to mention that it is something you could wear for every occasion, you know, having that develop, um, sourcing, you know, once I had my brand positioning, um, you know, taking that on and, and visiting suppliers, uh, wasn't was good because now I can explain this is the vision that we have. Um, Do you, can you supply, uh, so what kind of designs you have or what do you have available that um, are, that we could work with you on um, and do you ultimately fit our brand, right? So those are some of the key things that are important as well.
1: Those uh, those are actually those are some great steps and some great advice because I think a lot of times people have a good idea or what they think is a good idea for a business and it's just okay, just pour everything into this idea without actually going through the research. like all those steps you took, I mean they were the appropriate steps. you talked to you saw first of all, you saw a need because a, you have that need and you talk to other women with the need, and then you built, you got provided a solution. And then you researched and you found your persona, like your actual, your customer profile. So I think that's um, really, really um, good advice for anybody out there. Now, how did you deal um, being with any roadblocks or uh, challenges along the way um, to being, you know, having success in your business? I'm definitely listening listening as an entrepreneur myself that's you know building a business
0: I think at some point you just become resilient right you you have to be resilient and there's always going to be roadblocks and and there's always going to be feedback that you don't want to hear, but you have to right <laughs> and so um, I I know this is probably not the answer you're looking for, but I think it, when it comes to challenges and roadblock, you you just have to tell yourself you have to get over it. Otherwise, it, it, you, mm-hmm. you you know, yeah. there's no other way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now I like that. I mean, I definitely think that resilience is key in being in anything that you do um, that you hope to find success in, but definitely as a business owner, because there are some months where, you know, they're great months. And then there's some months where you're like, wait, what, what's happening? Um, So you definitely just have to be very, I think, buttoned down and focused. Like you have to be focused and resilient on getting to your end goal.
0: Yep. And then, I mean, there's also the element of time, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I could spend a lot of time trying to, you know, uh, get the right picture or the, the right brand, <laughs> yes. et cetera. Um, but at the same time, you as an entrepreneur, you want to get things done. And so it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be a me- right medium. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a balancing act where you have to kind of at, at some point yes. figure out, um, because you don't want to launch things half ass, Right. and, mm-hmm. and because that comes back to you. You're like, oh no, exactly. I have to do this all over again. <laughs> right you're, now, you're losing double the time. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I think through experience, you figure out, okay, here are some things that th- that are that I could do without. <laughs> um, right, yeah. And then here are some things I absolutely yeah. have to get right.
1: I, I am. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I think so many people become fall victim to like analysis paralysis where they spend all this time trying to get something right and perfect in their eyes, but it may be good. Some things just have to be good enough. Yep. And 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 you have to be able to let those things go. Or you ask, especially when you're like a solopreneur <laughs> and it's you doing all the things and you have to get to a place to where you can just say, okay, you know what? I think this is good. I can let this go. Because if you don't, then you just, you find yourself like just constantly, oh yeah, I've been working on this. I've been working on this. I'm going to get it. I'm just working on it. I'm going to get it perfect. Then I'm going to release it. And then people, you just see that deadline, just keep pushing back, pushing yeah. back. Pushing back and and you don't and like you said you there's an essence of time you don't have because life is happening around you, people are doing things similar to what mm-hmm. you're doing, people are continuing to move forward, and I I personally am a person that's like I'm gonna throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Um, I've gotten better. <laughs> try to get better um, this year with, but I, but at the same time, and just like, you know what, when I get a good idea, if it all comes to me and it comes together in form, then I just, I ride that instinct and just keep moving with it as opposed to every little thing has to be in its place. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. And
0: And I, I, and I think there's probably more entrepreneurs that are in that mindset mm -hmm. than, those that are like, I have to get it perfect, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe it's a 50, 50 split. Yeah.
1: I, I, feel, I feel like it probably is. I mean, cause I think that it's just, you know, someone's, uh, building something that feels like their baby mm-hmm. and it's your baby. So you want everything right. But at the same time, I think there's something, um, amazing that happens as an entrepreneur when you start to let other people in and you start to accept, self, accept help, um, I just say that because I learned from experience of just trying to do everything myself, but then mm-hmm. eventually getting to the place um, in the summer where I'm like, you know what? I can't do all these like administrative like tasks. I can't do all the editing oh, for yeah. the podcast, like get an editor, girl, get a get a personal assist. you know, get mm-hmm. an admin. And so just by doing those two things, I mean, it frees me up to actually work on like larger scale Projects for the business um, to plan for the future, you know. But you know, I have to continue to tell myself that too because I can go down these rabbit holes of ideas, and I'll look up and I'm like, "Oh my god, I've been doing this for three hours! Stop." <laughs> <laughs> But you're enjoying it, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like a gift and a curse, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I can totally relate to those times when you're like, I want this to be like the right purple or with the right. Exactly. It has to be in the right place. And you're like, Oh my god, what the heck? Like, yeah, it's like, taking,
1: <laughs> it's like stop. It's like stop. Take a break, girl. Um. So, Vian, what steps did you take as far as a lot of entrepreneurs want to know about funding and capital? Like, how can I get? You know grants. um, What advice would you give um, to someone?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, the the thing that I keep thinking about or I use as an analogy is you can't play polo without a horse, right? And Mm so if you don't um, have the right capital, then you really shouldn't be, you really can't do it. Not that you know, I mean, I've heard of some amazing stories of entrepreneurs that started their business taking out eighteen loans, taking eighteen credit card loans, and now <laughs> they have a million dollar empire, et cetera, Right? Right. Um, but maybe those are the uh, like the exceptions, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I think you do have to be in a place that you're financially ready to make the jump. So to, back to that analogy, you can't play polo without a horse. You really can't you know, play right. polo exactly yeah Uh, and then as in terms of grants i'm I'm not so sure i mean everybody has a different story i know that um in in fact a friend of mine she's starting her own business and she lives in hawaii and she knows that um the state of hawaii is giving out like ten thousand dollar grant if you have Mm. the right business proposal etc and so she was working towards that. Um, so I, I guess I would, you know, if I w- have an idea and I am an entrepreneur who wants to start a business, I would look mm-hmm. into just about every avenue creatively too um, right. to see what are some things um, that would work for you. M um, Milano did start with uh, an investor who's a friend of mine, and at the end of the day, um, I would say that my my friend or the investor invested not necessarily in the idea but but me and that's what Mm -hmm. he will always say too when he invests in other businesses he invests in um the person Mm -hmm. not necessarily Mm -hmm. the idea or the practice or or whatever or the business model because all of that can change but the person cannot
1: yeah, no, I, I actually I really like that. And if you uh, maybe elaborate a little bit more on just some, because I think a lot of times people, people know friends and they know mm-hmm. people that may be able to invest. But a lot of times it, think people may not know the way to approach to approach
0: it. Um, well, I think, you know, the way to approach it isn't necessarily like. I'm mean, gonna like well, it really depends, right? <laughs> Isn't necessarily like okay, this is my end game. I have right. Sometimes it you just you know, especially with a subject that involves with people, mm-hmm. it's a numbers game. You meet as many people as possible. You talk to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Some people you really get along with, regardless of what your idea or what you're pitching or what you're not pitching may be. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people that you're like, you know what, thank you very much. This has been a great conversation. I will see you whenever, you know. <laughs> um, right, right, But I, I think at the end of the day, it's a numbers game, which, you know, in during a pandemic, it could be difficult because you're not mm-hmm. going out as much and you're not going to events. But at the same time, It's also wonderful. I can reach out to folks like you, you know, now I could virtually meet people. And, um, and I think more people are more willing to be, to open up to a conversation, to start new relationships and friendships just because they themselves have nowhere to go to. (laughs) 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 Right. You know, I, I agree with that. I
1: think it definitely, this definitely has been a time, um, of shifting and,
0: and probably more connection than before. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh, reconnection. And, you know, yeah, I yeah. I've picked up the phone and talked to um, folks that I met a few years ago and reconnected like, yeah, how are you? You know, how's your family? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Um yeah. yeah. And as far as the pandemic and your business, um, what shifts have you had to make this year? Oh, good golly.
0: <laughs> so because <laughs> of all our products are made in Italy, um, mm-hmm it's been um interesting to say the least but it it kind of things well i'll start from <laughs> the beginning of it right so right. typically yeah. um my husband and i we actually travel to italy at least once a year and that usually happens towards the end of january mm-hmm. and that's you know when i visit our suppliers and and everything um but this year i didn't because at the time i was 7 months pregnant and so wow. um blessing in disguise really and so yeah. i didn't go which was interesting because that was really when COVID had started getting bigger and bigger or more disastrous, if you will, in, in Europe, particularly in Italy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, um, so back to the fact that I was pregnant, I thought, gosh, I don't know what state of mind I'll be in after having a baby. Um, And so I also, you know, triple, quadruple, my typical order, Um, Mm -hmm. so that I would have more inventory available. And that really worked out. Um, You know, here I am trying to get everything out of Italy towards the, I want to say mid February timeframe. And at that time, things were starting to slowly close down because of COVID. And I'm like, oh no, 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 you guys, you you can't, I've been waiting for like a week now, one week now, two weeks, three weeks, what the heck is going on? You know? Um, At the end of the third week, I'm already, like, yelling and screaming at my suppliers. Like, we've been working for a while. You really have to get this stuff out the door. And so, finally, they were very apologetic. You know, they did get everything out the door. Now, typically, what they do when they do ship hosiery to us is that they have everything neatly packaged. But because I rushed them through, Mm -hmm. they really – they didn't. I mean, things were intact, sure, but they weren't as, like, permanent properly, which is fine. Right. But the moral of the story is we actually – got everything out like a day before italy shut down mm. so had it been like a day or two or me- in- in a week later i wouldn't have been able to get all of that stuff out of italy i'm sure mm. they're sure someone would say well if you really wanted to i'm sure there's some other way but it would have been more hurdles right yeah yeah um so we got everything out um in time and so we had enough inventory to get us through right mm-hmm. um and that was nice now. But what's more interesting is that um, Italy is shut down once again. And yeah. they shut down like last week. Um, but I think because of the event of the spring of last spring, um, mm-hmm. the government knows that like, okay, we can't shut down everything again, because our economy would really just go <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> would tank. And so, um, you know, our suppliers can go to work. Um, they can, mm-hmm. you know, Uh, get our products out the door, etc. So it's a different scenario, um, but definitely not as dire as the first time. Because I think people are also, you know, they have some experience and expectations. um, And so they they know, well, hopefully they know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't obviously only, only imagine, um, you know, in the beginning, the first, the first wave of this, of course, no one knew really what to do. So it was, we got to stop everything so that people can shelter. And Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, now just sort of drawing off the experiences of March and April and, you know, early on, and now people, you know, are able to go into work in a more safe environment and be able to produce things. And yeah, definitely those early shipments early on were like, <laughs> wait, you mean what? It's gonna be how many weeks before I get something? I mean, I will order things and forget that I've actually ordered them because they were taking so long, but um, definitely, um, all the shipping companies have done an amazing job to make sure that we have the things that we need. So I can't I can't say it enough, you know. But kudos to them yeah, for yeah. for that.
0: And you know what? That's the uh, another interesting topic that has come up because of this is, um, you know, would we consider sourcing from a different country, right? Because mm-hmm. of the situation of Italy, where the entire. Um, yeah. Italian economy was inevitably closed for some time. Mm -hmm. And my thought is, well, this pandemic affected more than just Italy too. France was shut down, right? Um, Right, yeah. Other parts. So, And then countries that are like, oh no, we're fine. Do you really trust? (laughs) (laughs) They're doing, you you know, do you really trust our numbers, you know? (laughs) So um, I guess my point is, I I have, and, and this is a question that has come up for me many, many times, which is, well, what about, sourcing from other places, and I'm not ready to make that push yet. And I think that mm-hmm. has been actually the um, lesson from this pandemic. Um, you know, I've listened and learned from others mm-hmm. who have um, survived, if you will, um, right. through 9-11, a uh, bubble burst, the, the last recession. And yeah. a yeah. lot of the feedback or the recommendation is just sit tight you know mm-hmm. don't freak out the sky has not fallen it's not falling and just you know just yeah. sit tight um yeah because things will kind of work itself out at some point yeah
1: and i definitely think that's a great attitude to have um you know because you can only con- you can only control what you can't control and there's no sense in you like you can't worry yourself to death over something you don't have control over and i think you have the you have the right attitude um to handle it. So, so tell us about some of your great products. Definitely cool. wanna,
0: yeah. Well, um, oops, um, so my latest collection, um, I, I really am happy about this last uh, launch. Um, I'm typically happy about all launches in general, but this one in mm-hmm. particular has been something that I think a lot of our customers have been waiting for, uh, which is we now have um, a few animal print are cheetah prints oh. I'm always like is it cheetah mm-hmm. or is it leopard and we've actually <laughs> right yeah. the difference um, yeah. it's leopard <laughs> <laughs> but I think for folks that aren't sure we also call it animal print as well so we have stockings mm-hmm. that have that beautiful cheetah print um similar to the shirt you're wearing right mm-hmm. um, yeah and so um what's also awesome about this style it's called Victoria. Um, and the reason why we call this is because, you know, it's it's a very bold, um, mm-hmm. ambitious look. It's it's for a woman who, hey, is ready to take on the day with victory, like, y- yes. you know, so that's yeah. why we that name. But what's more um, interesting is that this pair of stockings is made with um sustainable it's it's an eco-friendly style it's made with reusable nylons so what happens is that when stockings is created oftentimes there's a lot of of nylons that um are thrown away it's it's Mm -hmm. excess right so Mm -hmm. uh, what we've done is we've taken all of that back put it back into the machine through a different method of course um and we've used that um nylon to create Victoria and a bunch of other styles as well but this one in particular um is made with reusable nylons so nothing is wasted through the process. very cool. Yeah yeah and then you know um we also have five sizes so small all the way to 3XL um we have different color sheer stockings so black to chocolate brown um and then we also have Uh, knee highs and over the knee socks, which I think you had mentioned in the beginning of Mm -hmm. this conversation as well. So um, definitely I would check out, you know, if you get a chance to (laughs) go (laughs) to my website and check out um, our latest styles in, in our uh, collection. Very good.
1: I love it. Um, So being as an entrepreneur, what do you find is the most fulfilling thing?
0: Oh, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so it, it's two things. Um, one is that I enjoy pe- meeting people like you, right? The, so mm-hmm. the, the, the journey of meeting interesting people has been quite fulfilling. You know, it, it's, it's people that you don't never, you would never have a chance to meet. Mm-hmm. a million yeah. years. I would not, if I didn't have my business, I would not have an opportunity to meet someone like you. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it goes ha- both ways. Everything goes both ways. You, then you meet people that you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, the other thing that is, I find fulfilling is that you are really responsible for, um, you know, all your accomplishments Mm -hmm. And failure as well. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, nevertheless, you're the person in charge of that. So I I find that to be quite fulfilling.
1: Yes. Awesome. And what are you most looking forward to in for the future of VM Milano? (laughs) I mean, I know there's probably a lot. But if there's one thing that you're like, yes, I'm so excited about this thing.
0: Well, I, I, I think... One thing that we're uh, continue, we will be continuing on is um, to work with materials that are more sustainable or maybe Mm -hmm. biodegradable, right? And so um, that's something that we will continue to work on and um, I'm, I'm always a little hesitant to answer like, oh, 2021 will be a great year <laughs> because you never know, yeah, right? Because yeah, you, you could be jumping from the pan into the fire <laughs> um, or yeah. go the other way. Sure. It could be like, oh, yeah, 2020 yeah. was just that chaotic year for everybody. But you never know. It can go both ways. Yeah, um, yeah just, you know, just have to be, just have to keep an open mind, right? Open mind and be on oh, your toes.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, definitely this was, <laughs> I mean, you know, in business you hear so many people always use, I remember just always hearing people, oh, you got to pivot. Oh yeah. Or I'm agile. I'm agile. And I'm like, no, this has really been the year of agile, like agility oh, yeah. and agile people because it it, it it showed a lot of people who were actually just using the yep. word agile and they weren't really able to make that shift, but it also has um, afforded a lot of people who are quick on their toes, who are able to shift and make those quick pivots, um, has given those people the opportunity um, to start start businesses, yeah. to find new ways. And if you are uh, in corporate America to help your company find different ways of doing things in this um, time. So yeah, I, I definitely, I, I will continue to say, as I've said to a lot of people and on the show that you know 2020 um, has, de- I, I never will say that, oh, it's like been the worst year. It's just been a year of um, evolution and a year of growth. And yes. I think that it's, been, it's up to
0: you to decide how you handle it and, you know, you know what, what you do. One, one thing you said that, um, that made me think, too, was the word pivot. And so that is something we have pivoted um, this year, which is something totally unexpected for us. Um, mm-hmm. So this year, you know, instead of working, um, instead of focusing on boutique, which have also, you know, have been hit, because of COVID, um, we've pivoted our, our wholesale side of the business to uh, photographers. So a lot of uh, women in particular, you know, they understand that this is the time when they should be spending the time and money on themselves. So a lot of boudoir photographers are now having are oh, doing yeah. the they're having their best years working mm-hmm. with women who are willing to spend, I don't know, two, three, four thousand dollars on a photo shoot on glamour shot shoots. Mm-hmm. Um on themselves right because it's it's self pampering etc and yeah. so a lot of these photographers understand that um having a fine high stocking their hosiery can right. make that picture or or that photo shoot stand out like it, it it gives the woman in front of the camera a boost of confidence if you will mm-hmm. right and so um as a result a lot of we've, we've been working with actually a lot of boudoir photographers who will buy our hosiery wholesale keep it in their studio and sell it to their customers or they give it to their customers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was a a pivot in our our change um, in our business.
1: You are embracing, look at you, embracing new opportunities, a new stream of income, right? Yeah. Yeah. One last question for you. Um, What advice um, would you give to someone Um, I know you've talked a lot, you know, a lot of, you know, you've sort of given us some framework for steps and and some appropriate steps if you're um, looking to start a business. Um, But what what advice would you just give someone um, just saying, hey, I I think I got an idea. Um,
0: Maybe I want to start something. Yeah. But what would you say to them? I think the most important thing is um, to be sure Um, you can't second guess. Um, and start a business, right? Right. I'm sure, again, there are definitely exceptions. <laughs> um, but I think more importantly, though, even if you are second guessing your idea, um, is to be determined. Because if you're someone who's like, I have this great idea, and I can think of, unfortunately, some um, examples um, where they were, there were entrepreneurs that I've met who have a great idea, but because they let things excuses get in Mm -hmm. their way they weren't determined in following through and as a result you know right their business goes by the wayside right so for example one person i know um, may have been trying to seek funding to start her business um, but because there were job opportunities that had you know a what perceivably seemed to be a greater payout Mm -hmm. jumped on that as opposed to focusing on starting her business right Mm so um or or maybe you know in another situation it could be um the perception of gosh this is a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) um right do i really want to do that like if you're already like if the process of thinking through all the work or the steps you have to make is overwhelming, then perhaps this might not be um, the thing for you. Um, yeah. One thing, one one like thing that I, I never thought um, would be really something I would be doing so much of as an entrepreneur is that you know you're you're going to be moving boxes around all the time. <laughs> It's something that I don't think people like you go to business school and like they they'll they'll tell you you know business model, accounting, blah blah, blah, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. right? They don't tell you that you know, you're gonna be moving things all the time. you're yeah, unpacking counting' I mean, maybe not right. you know, you're yeah. starting like you know a dot com business sure, but you you will be moving boxes
1: often,
0: (laughs) moving things. You're like, there's some manual labor
1: that comes with Yes, exactly. (laughs) There is
0: manual labor that comes with being an entrepreneur. Uh, Yeah. So let's just be expecting of that.
1: Yeah. You're like, just over, but I do like what you said. Overall, you know, be sure, like, think about it, weigh the pros and cons. If you're in a place where you're thinking, oh, I don't know that I want to do all those steps that she talked about. Um, then I agree. You should um, reconsider because when you don't, when you do take the shortcuts, it shows. And oftentimes when you take those shortcuts, you don't get to success. And you can't also expect to get to success overnight. It it takes a a lot of time and sweat, tears and, and, and work to actually build something that's sustainable. Well, Vien, um, I thank you so much for joining us. Um, can you tell the audience where they can find you online?
0: Sure, sure. So um, my website is Vien, V-I-E-N-N-E, Milano, M-I-L-A-N-O.com. Vien's my name. Milano is a, uh, the, well, essentially a fashion capital in Italy. Um, so Vien Milano. However, if you think that's like a little hard to spell, there's always wear uh, which also takes you to the same place as well. I like that too.
1: But no, it's, um, but again, no, I thank you. Um, I wish you um, so much success. Um, thank you. For the future and everything that you work on. And um, we didn't get, look, we didn't get a visit from your cute baby today.
0: <laughs> but. No, you know, so he's with our, um, he's with his, his grandparents oh yeah i'm like you know uh, (laughs) i'm not sure if he's gonna make an appearance or not so he's with his grandparents
1: oh he's oh he's definitely a cutie um so
0: thank you again um being thank you so much for having me this is such an honor to (laughs) be able to talk to you and to share um my my experience so thank you very much yes of course and stay tuned everybody i'll be right back
1: Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. Thank you again to VN for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about VN Milano, you can at vnmilano.com. Also, if you want to learn more about Glow Up Girl, you can find us at glowupgirl.com. Also over on social media, we are Glow Up Girl over at Instagram and LinkedIn. Also, you can find us on Facebook at Glow Up Girl ATL. And if you'd like to watch this episode or previous episodes, you can find our YouTube channel, We Are Glow Up Girl. So before I go, as always, I'd like to leave you with a little spiration. Today's quote comes from Susan Butcher. I don't know the word quit. Either I never did or I have abolished it. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone.